foot of man Like the burning end of a midnight cigarette She broke his heart He spent his whole life trying to forget We watched him drink his pain away A little at a time But he never could get drunk enough To get her off his mind Until the night He put that bottle to his head And pulled the trigger And finally drank away her memory Life is short But this time it was bigger And the strength he had to get up off his knees We found him with his face down in the pillow With a note that said I love her till I die And when we buried him beneath the willow The angels sang a whiskey lullaby Hey, this is Michael Moore, and this is my podcast, Rumble. I know a lot of you, I hope a lot of you who are listening to this today have been brought here to this podcast because uh, a friend of yours a relative, co-worker, neighbor, said, hey, man, do you hear this Michael Moore, that, that uh, left-wing <laughs> radical dude? He's got this podcast, and um, check it out. Check out this one episode, at least. So I'm hoping that um, some of you who are listening to this are listening because um, you are not me and you don't, you and I don't see eye to eye on things. We voted differently this past month. We're each angry. <laughs> that part we have in common. We're angry about different things, about how things are taking, you know, what's taking place in this country and what's happened to it. But I want to talk to you today, you, those of you who are the, the people that wear the red hats, the MAGA people. Trump voters, people who see themselves as uh, conservatives on the right. And I want to talk to you about something that I hope, I pray, doesn't have anything uh, to do with um, politics in that way, although I'm keenly aware that it does. But, but I want to talk to you today, not about you're on the right, I'm on the left. And I'd like you to just give me a, a second here, just to, just to, just let me have a let me have a shot to say something. And you know what? If you want to say something to me, there's a uh, a voicemail click on here on the podcast site. You could just click on it and and give me a, give me your thoughts. Give me a piece of your mind. Whatever it is, I want to hear. I want to hear. I will listen to you. But I want you to listen to this because I, you know, <laughs> a lot of people who listen to this who are liberals and Democrats and on the left or whatever are going to wonder if I've lost my mind because I'm because I want to say this to you, and I want to say it with all sincerity and love, that I don't want you to die. 
I want you to live. And I'm, I need to tell you, I need to warn you that many of you are going to die or you're going to get really, really sick and then have to live with infirmities from this sickness for months or years to come. We don't know because, you know, this virus is a new thing. That's, yes, that's what I'm talking about. I know right away you're thinking, I don't want to listen to this anymore. The virus is a hoax. It's not real. But I know you know it's real. I know you're smart. You're not. <laughs> yes, of course, there's, you know, people on your side of the fence that aren't very bright. I know. Yeah, yes, I know that. And I'm sure you'd say the same thing about my side of the fence, but it's not about that. I think you know that we're in deep, deep shit. And that if we don't pull together as Americans, we're not going to get out of this. And more people are going to die. And I don't want that. And I don't think you want that either. What would it take for us as fellow Americans to pull together in the way that we would pull together uh, if, let's say, we were literally attacked? Let's say people invaded this country. Would we stop to argue about our political differences? No, we'd band together to protect ourselves. One for all and all for one. I mean, that's right. Of course we would. Well, we have a common enemy here right now, the coronavirus. You've got to just listen to what I'm saying here. Don't just, don't turn this off and say, oh, no, no, this is a hoax. There's no such thing. You know that there is. By now, the state that you live in, has lost thousands of people. You know somebody who's died. You definitely know people who've gotten sick. People in your own family have suffered, are suffering. You, you know, you have to kind of let it go here. It's, you, it's not about being loyal to Trump now or any of that stuff. We're losing Americans. We never want to lose Americans. And look, again, I realize I'm trying to reach a certain group of you. Those of you who are the white supremacists, if you've happened upon this, you can turn it off now. I'm, I'm never going to ever be able to reach you. I'm sorry about that, but you're gone. You're lost. And I'm, I'm, I hope that you come around someday. I'm talking to the, all the rest of you, all the rest of you who know better and who don't want to die. We have lost, as I'm recording this, and you know, it's just, it's, it's like 2,000 people. It's on its way to 3,000 people a day this week that we're in now. And they're predicting that next week it could be up to 4,000 Americans a day. We're already at one nine eleven a day. Can you imagine that? One nine, that's how many people are dying. We're not reacting. We're not reacting the way we reacted when that many people died with nine eleven. 270,000 as I'm recording this a day. That's, that's the equivalent of the entire city of Buffalo being wiped out. Every person, man, woman, and child dead in Buffalo. The number of Americans that have died to date. It's the same, almost the same amount of people of the entire city of Orlando, Florida. Imagine it came on the news just now. Orlando just got wiped out. Everyone dead. How would you respond? Oh, well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do anything about that. I'm not going to, I'm just going to, that's a hoax. <sighs> no, you're not going to do that. No, no, mm -mm. you know better. 
Maybe I'm just talking to the to the 8 million Obama voters that voted for Trump back in 16. I don't know. I don't know who's listening to this right now, but I, I, I'm recording this episode as a personal appeal to those of you who disagree with me, who are not like me. It's okay. It's, we, 13 and a half, going on to 14 million people infected. That's just in this country. And it's in all the red states now. It's growing faster there than any place else. It's growing back again in New York and that, but the but the positivity rate in New York is still, I think it's less than 3%, somewhere around there. In Wyoming last week, it was 90%, 90% positive. One of our reddest states. Why do you want to die? Why? Why? To take a stand against us liberals? Show us a thing or two? What are you showing us? You're showing us how to die. Why do you want to do that? I don't want you to die. And yet, in all these places that voted for Trump, people are just dropping like flies. The hospitals are full. People are trying to get through the sickness at home. Because you didn't want to be told what to do. You didn't want to be told that, that you can't gather with a whole bunch of other people on Thanksgiving or before that. You don't want to be told to wear a mask. You don't want to be told to stay six to ten feet away from other people. I mean, on some level I get this because as Americans we are sort of like, fuck you, leave me alone. <laughs> I want to live my life. I don't want you telling me what to do. I uh, there's a piece of that, I think, in all of us. I, so I understand that. But when doctors are trying to tell you something to help you so that you don't die, why would you not listen to them? Why would you refuse to wear a mask like, like that proves how brave you are? Do you think you're invincible? Is, that, is there some kind of Superman complex going on here? Because how many times, how many people now have we known Big, bad, rough, and tough people. I'll show the virus. I'll show you. And then you're knocked down. You're quarantined in your bedroom in the house, and everybody has to stay away from you. Or worse, you're in the hospital. Or worse, we just got back from your funeral. Here's the, here's the thing, folks. I believe that we're going to have a good plan here to try and get rid of this virus and we're going to have some leadership. We're going to we're going to have a president who's going to fight this, he's going to lead. He's going to listen to the scientists. He's going to have a plan, but we're going to have to follow the plan. So here's the thing. As one of the doctors from the NIH said on this very podcast a number of months ago, this very well could be a 3 to 4 year pandemic. 3 to 4 year. Who wants to keep living like this for the next three to four years. I don't. And you don't either. And that includes you. My MAGA friends here. That includes you. You don't want to live like this. Yet we're going to be stuck with this unless we all agree to certain things. Unless we all agree to live a certain way. Wear the mask. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. If you think you've got it, get tested. 
they're going to have some drugs pretty soon that are going to going to be able to treat it if you catch it within the first 10 days of when you've noticed that you've got symptoms. And you'll be able to take these drugs and the drugs should be able to keep you out of the hospital. You'll be sick for a while and then you won't be sick. If we all play by the rules, if you will do the simple thing of wearing that mask and wearing the correct mask and wearing it correctly, we could be done with this virus this year, this coming year. 2021 could pretty much be the end of it. Who doesn't want that? Don't you, aren't you tired of football being interrupted? Aren't you tired of not being able to go to the bar? Don't you want this over now? I do. Can we agree on one thing that we both want this gone now and that we don't want anyone in our family to get sick and we don't want to see our parents or grandparents die before their time? Can we all just simply agree on that? That, that's it. We're not talking guns or abortion or God or gays or whatever these things are that keep us apart. We're just talking about each of us getting through this coming year and coming out on the other end of it alive. But it will not happen. There are 73 million of you who voted for Donald Trump. The hard part for you, I think, to get over it is the fact that that Biden, when the, all the votes are finally counted, is going to win this by seven to eight million votes. He's he's going to win it by thirty six votes in the Electoral College. He's going to win it by five states. That's just a fact. And you know those numbers just keep getting worse and worse for Republicans and people on the right. It's not going to get better four years from now. We'll have larger numbers of young people. We'll have larger numbers of people of color. They're not going to vote for Republicans. That You'll never be able to catch up. That's just a fact. So if that is a fact, would you want to make your peace with it now and figure out a way like how you can continue to make sure to have live the life you want to have in the way you want to have it? Because you're going to have to get along with the majority. You're going to have to Obey the laws that, that we enact. But you see, we're not going to, when I say obey the laws, it's more like you're going to have to have your income raised from $7.25 an hour to $15 an hour. That's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to not pull out your wallet when you go to the doctor and worry, worry that you don't have enough money in that wallet to pay the your portion of it. Your wife, your girlfriend, yes, I'm talking to guys mostly here, they're going to get paid the same as the guy working next to them. So look at all the good that will come from this. You will personally benefit from this. And I can promise you nobody's going to take your guns away if you have them legally and you store them safely so your kids can't get in. All this stuff, you don't need to worry about this stuff. You need to worry about staying alive. You need to keep your parents alive and your kids. What is wrong with you that this wouldn't be priority one? It's all of our priority number one. Protect our family. 
protect ourselves. What's wrong with you? I'm not going to wear a mask. Really? Are you doing that because you don't believe it helps? Have you bought, you've bought the conspiracy theories, that's it? So you're going to cling to that and watch loved ones get sick and watch other loved ones die. You know, I've heard some people on the left, and I don't like hearing this, but I've heard people say, hey, dude, just let them go do their thing. Let them have their, you know, the, the Supreme Court this week said let, they want to open up the churches, let them all pack into the churches, let them do, let them kill each other. They want to die. They, it's the right. It's a human right. If you don't want to live any longer, you have the right to take your life. And if they want to do that, just let them infect each other and die. We're not going to be around them. We're not going to go into their bars. We're not going to go to their, you know, sporting events. We're not going to go to the, the things where they're, you know, and we're not going to be invited over for Sunday dinner. <laughs> so let them have their Sunday dinners without social distancing, without wearing a mask. And let them get sick. Let them be miserably sick. Let them never get back their sense of taste or smell. Let their bones and their joints be in such pain for the next how many years, who knows, and let them die. They want to die. You can't force somebody to live if they don't want to live. That's kind of true, isn't it? So you, listening to me right now, you, Trump voters, you, MAGA guys, you want to die? (laughs) Why do you want to check out? I mean, really. If you die, who's going to kick my ass? If, 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 seriously, this is why I don't. If you die, who am I going to have to beat to defeat at the polls? In the grand debate that we're supposed to be having as citizens of a democracy, you're going to deny me that. You're just going to like not wear the mask, not social distance, and then be too sick to participate as a citizen or die. You don't want to die. You want to live. You want to live so you can kick my ass. You want to live so you can win. Remember winning? Dying isn't winning. Dying is called forfeiting the game to me, to me and my own. And we will run the country that your loved ones will be left behind having to live in the country that we are going to run. And we are going to win every election because thousands, hundreds of thousands, God forbid, millions of you aren't going to be with us in a year or two or three. Do you want us just to sit back and revel in that? Who who would feel good about winning because the other side died? If you're playing a football game, if you're in high school, you're playing a football game, and and the the opposing team was taking the school bus over to your town, and it ran off a ran off the edge of the road over a cliff, and the whole football team dies. What does the high school football association do with that? I guess you get the forfeit. 
you're going to feel good there standing on the field when you hear that the other side just died in a bus, a bus crash. Hey, you're the winners though. I don't want to be a winner. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to win that way. I'm going to win because you're going to die. I'm going to win simply because you wouldn't wear a mask. And no matter how much I and others like me tried to get you to wear one, tried to get you to social distance, tried to get you to just maybe not go to the bar for a few. Let's keep the bars closed for a few. Let's do something here so we can get rid of this virus so that we can all live and then all participate in this great democracy. Let's have the big fight. Let's have the big debate. Let's run against each other and let the people decide, not the virus. And that's what you're doing. You're chickening out, letting the virus decide who's going to win. Why would you do that? Why would you take the coward's way out? Because you're afraid of me beating you. You're afraid of me defeating you at the polls. Really? Wow. See, even we don't know we have that much power. Is that it? Is that just because you're so such a scaredy cat and you're so chicken shit that that you'd rather just not live and have to go through another defeat like the one you just went through last month? So you're just going to check out? The hell you are. What makes you think you don't get to? You don't have to show up. You have to show up. You have to fight me. You have to go up against me in the next election or whether it's whatever, at the city commission meeting, school board. You just want me to have my, I'm going to have my way. I'm going to have my way. And all the people like me, we're going to have our way. You know? Yeah, I know. I know this would have been a lot different if Billy Bob had shown up. If Jimmy had shown up, but you know, they're gone now. They wouldn't wear a mask. I no, 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 really. I tried to tell I honestly tried to tell them, please wear a mask. I, I I didn't want them to die. I didn't want it to end like this. Okay, I'm sorry I'm yelling at you. I don't mean to yell at you. I started this episode playing the the first half of that song by Brad Paisley and Alison Krauss, the whiskey lullaby. I wanted to start that way because I want you to know that I I grew up with you. <laughs> I know how hard it's been. I know all of us who came from the working class. This is not an easy life. And a lot of this shit is rigged against us. You're absolutely right about that. I know how hard it is to get through this. Back in the day when I wasn't making anything, I didn't. I didn't make my I didn't, my first film until I was like 35, 36 years old. So I'm, you know, so those first 18 years of my adult life. Three different times I lost my job, stood in the welfare line, the unemployment line, um, tried to hold on, try to, by the skin of my teeth, make it work. I know this, I know what this is. 
And I know what we all do to try to alleviate the pain of this life. Whether it's alcohol or cigarettes or drugs or gambling or sugar. (laughs) They're all, all our friends. They're all there for us in our times of need. I know you're angry and you're upset. And you know the rich man has set this system up to make it unbearable for us to just fucking get through the week or the month or the year. Half of us not having four or five hundred dollars to our name. You know that study that came out there a couple of years ago that said that that Nearly half the country, if we had an emergency, car breaks down, or death in the family, and we need to fly across the country, half of Americans don't have that $400 to make that flight, to go to the funeral of their loved one, to get that car that's broken down fixed so you can get to work. And what do you do then? Who's going to help us then? Who's going to help you then? How many times have you had to suffer through this? And then you you look at the people on the other side of the political fence and they all seem so slap happy about themselves, so smart, so smart and so smug about it. And you fucking hate them. Yeah. I understand. But where does hate get us, really? I wanted to record this episode here because I, I don't want you to die. I don't want anybody to die. I want you to help me, join with me to get rid of this virus. We can do this. We understand it now. It's quite simple. Mask, six to 10 feet, soap and hot water. A love for others, no matter who they are, and a love of yourself, no matter how hard life has been for you. I just, let, me, let me put it this way. I would do anything for you so that you wouldn't have to continue to live the shit existence that you have to get just to get by. You should never have to work a second job in this in this society. You should never have to work a third job. This is all wrong. And you got to quit seeing this as left or right or Democratic or Republican. You gotta, we just got to stop this piece of it right now and decide to just call a truce or whatever you want it, whatever you want to call it. But we've got to work together right now to get rid of this virus this coming year. And when we get rid of it, we can go back to the big fight. I don't mean physical fight. I mean just the big fight over the issues of the day or whatever. Or we can try maybe not to fight, but maybe convince each other that maybe you've got a point. Maybe I should listen to you. Maybe you should listen to me. Again, we're not going to, I'll tell you right this right now, myself and people on my side of this, of this divide, we're not going to listen to the racism, the misogyny, the hatred of women. We're not, we're not going to do that. So um, you've got to come to the game. You got to get in the ring with us without without these sucker punches, without weapons of hatred and cruelty. 
I'm not going to tell you what to do about it. You're, you'll just have to think about it. I know it's scary. I know it, I know you see the future. It's very near now. White people will not be the majority of this country in the 2040s. It's okay. You know it's okay. You know enough African Americans. You know enough Mexican Americans. You know, come on, you work with them. You already know they're good people. And like all groups of people, they, they have people you like and they have people you don't like and they feel the same way about you. But come on, come on. Aren't we going to have a much better time if we work together on this stuff? I need you to join with me on this. I'll never ask another thing of you again. I swear to God. I want you to hear me as one of you. I came from where you came from. And I still, I still live that way in many, in many ways. Not the redneck way, but you know, if I pull into the gas station, I'll go in and I'll get a lottery ticket. I know you're thinking, what do you need the lottery ticket for, Mike? I know, I know, I know. But there are just things that the way I grew up, the way you grew up, we just still do things this, the same way. There's certain beers and certain alcohol we'd never touch because it's like, oh, who would drink that? A lot of people drink it, but we don't drink it. That's okay. That's who we are. It's okay. Come on, man. Let's do this for each other. Let's do this for our families. Let's do this for the United States of America. Let's even do it for the world. Remember the world? The world that we helped save many times over? That world? They miss us. They like our help. They'd like us maybe to listen to one or two of their ideas. They've got some, they've got some actually good ideas that work. We could just use those ideas and have a better life. Come on. This is ridiculous. Don't, don't drown yourself in your sorrows. Don't reach for the next bottle of opioids to make this pain go away. Don't see me as the enemy. Don't see, don't see liberals and Democrats as the cause of your pain. You know who the cause of your pain is. You know what they look like. You know what they do for a living. You know how much money they have. And they've gotten rich off your labor, off your suffering. And they can't wait to bilk you as you're being wheeled into the hospital. Private health insurance, private hospitals. Money, 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 money. They see one of us being wheeled in. Ka-ching! Ka-ching! That's all we are to them. And you know it. Don't forget that. They're not worth dying for. They're not worth giving up your life for. Wear the mask. Wear the mask. And you know what? I'll give you this. What would you like me to do? If you will wear a mask for me, because I'm asking you to do that, if you'll keep your, your distance from others so you're not too close, so you don't give or get, or get the virus, what is it you'd like me to do? Maybe there's something I can do that I don't want to do, but I would do it just to prove to you that I consider you my brother and that we are Americans and we are going to, we are going to survive and we're going to kick this what would you like? What do you want me to do? 
I mean, I'm sitting here trying to think of something I could offer you. Well, I'd like you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, I know, but I, I, I'm, I'm not going. My DNA is wired not to do that. But, but, but while I'm not shutting the fuck up, can you hear me when I say how much I care about you? And how I don't want you or your loved ones to die? And how I believe you and I can work together on this one project, this one project. And when we pull through this and we're in on the other we're on the other end of this, you know, I'll I'll protect I will stand up for your rights to worship the way you want to worship, to to, you know, have your kids in the schools you want them to be in. I, I, I don't know. What is it that I can do here? I don't know. Send me an email. The, the address is here on the site. I'll read I'll read what you say. If you've got a couple good ideas and I can I can do it, I'll do it for you. Listen, I, I'll do. Listen, you hear what I'm saying here? I'm at the point now where I would literally do anything if I could to convince you to help me get rid of this virus to make 2021 the last year of COVID-19 and to stop with this foolish political thing that you and I have going right now because there's nothing political about it. We've got a new president. There's going to be a new way. Of doing things. And in the meantime, you want to live long enough so that you can vote against him in four years. Get some guts in you here. Get some resolve. I'm holding my hand out to you. Can you meet me halfway? Can you hold yours out? Would you please put a mask on first? Let's bump elbows here and keep our distance. Some pretty long elbows there, I guess, but that's all I wanted to say today. I'm hoping that that somebody who had already heard this podcast was somehow got the word to you to at least give this one a shot. That you would hear that I care about you. That I want you to live. I want your family to live. And I want you to get in the ring with me when this is all over. And we'll have that, we'll have the great political debate. And may the idea that has the support of the majority of the people win. And while the majority reigns, make sure that we protect the rights of the new minority. I think you have all of our commitment to that. Nobody's gloating over this but I can't have 73 million of you not wearing a mask. There's no way we'll get out of this. And you can't have 80 million plus of us setting things up in a way that you're not going to like it, but you had no say because you were in a hospital bed. That's it. Please accept my offering of peace. My belief that you are a good and decent soul, that you are my fellow American. And maybe I just want, maybe I just want to feel good that three years from now, five years from now, you'll run into me on the street and you'll go, damn, 
I heard that podcast of yours. Tell me you wanted me to wear a mask. And in return, you'd do something to help me. So I thought I'd try it for a week. That was the week that that my brother, who wouldn't wear a mask, came down with COVID-19. That was the week that the guy on the line here I work with came down with COVID-19. That was the week that my niece died. And I started to wear that mask because I, I heard your crazy ass appeal that you wanted me to live so that I could kick your ass someday. And now here I am standing with you on the sidewalk and I'm just getting about ready to, to kick your ass, Mike. And I'll be like, okay, dude, I'm like three years older now. You know, I, I used to be very all jujitsu and everything, but uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not there right now. So please, uh, no kicking of my ass, just uh, get involved politically from the things you believe in and defeat me that way. Okay. I'm glad you're alive, brother. That's it. Three years from now, before the next election, you're alive. You're organizing people to vote the way you want them to vote. Doesn't that sound better than standing up for a principle that isn't even a principle? I'm not wearing a mask. (laughs) Oh, my God, please. I love you. Bless you. Together, we can survive this, but only together. Don't die. I want to play the, la- the second half of that song I started with today. It's Brad Paisley at the beginning of the episode here today. The second verse is sung by Alison Krauss. Uh, it's called Whiskey Lullaby. And... um I'm always sad, of course, when I hear this song because I think how rough so many people have it and they did not need to to check out. And um, I'll come back on the other side of the the second verse of the song. I'll come back on the other side because I just have a couple other things I want to say to the general audience here of Rumble. So please uh, um, stay with me and um, and think about the story of this woman in this song. None of us, none of us need to end up like this. It's it's a life worth living, and you, and you know that. The rumors flew, but nobody knew how much she blamed herself. For years and years, she tried to hide the whiskey on her breath. She finally drank her pain. But she never could get drunk enough to get him off her mind until the night. She put that bottle to her head and pulled the trigger and finally drank away his memory. Life is short, but this time it was bigger. Then the strength she had to get up off her knees We found her with her face down in the pillow Clinging to his picture for dear life Who laid her next to him beneath the 
It's Allison Krauss and Brad Paisley with Whiskey Lullaby. None of us <laughs> need to end up like that. All of us have a right to live and should want to live. And um, I thank you for letting me talk to you today. Before um, I move on into the final things, I just want to say to, to uh, I guess, my regular <laughs> audience, uh, probably picking themselves up off the floor right now, but, um, you know, that's just who I am. I will fight for the things that we all believe in. I will fight tooth and nail for them. I'm also going to do whatever I can to make sure we get out of this pandemic alive, all of us. So thank you for letting me talk to people that we don't necessarily agree with today. I also want to thank our other underwriter for today's episode. If I can just take a second to do that. It's Raycon. Uh, they have been with us now for a few months. Uh, Raycon, of course, makes those great wireless earbuds, high quality, but unlike the other earbuds, half the price. So these were invented by the great songwriter and rapper, uh, Ray J. And of course, he's got Snoop Dogg and uh, Melissa Etheridge and a bunch of others uh, using them. I love them. Uh, you know, I mean, the holiday season has started. People are looking for things to give to others and and to give the gift of music in a way where that music sounds so good and, and can be done an affordable price considering what some of these other things are, are what they're charging. You get six hours of playtime with them. Uh, it's got more bass, very compact design, very easy to carry around. And it's amazing too how it just cuts out all the other noise that's around or in the room or whatever. So give them a try. All you got to do is, you know, go on there on their website. You just go on to buyraycon.com, buyraycon.com slash rumble. Go there today. You get the 20% off your Raycons. You'd be listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, Ray J, for supporting this podcast. And thank you, Raycon. Buy Raycon. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N. Okay. Buyraycon.com slash rumble. I'm sure you've all heard about how President-elect Biden uh, fractured his foot playing with his dog, got some broken bones in the foot. You know, the foot has has like, I was like, your foot has like 20% of all the bones in your body. I don't know. That statistic isn't probably right, but it's pretty close. Got a lot of bones in your your feet. And uh, and so he's busted up a couple of them here. Uh, And now he's going to be in one of those walking boots for... uh, the next several weeks, maybe like into January. Um, this is not good. This is not, I don't know. I don't know. I thought they had cats. I thought the Bidens had cats. Where the, no, they had a dog. Got a dog and got a dog and cats. Okay. Look, um, I know what the Republicans are thinking. This is an impeachable offense. And, uh, they're going to, as soon as they're back in session on, on uh, January 3rd, they're going to find some way to stop him from taking office uh, because he's got a walking boot on. You know, you know where this is all heading, right? So anyways, well, no, um, I hope he, uh, hope he gets well. I know now he's an avid listener to this podcast. So get well, uh, take care of yourself, uh, stay off it. Like the doctor says, it'll heal faster if you, uh, if you do that. And, um, and I also want to say here, depending on what day you're listening to this, 
uh, Tuesday of this week, Tuesday, December 1st, is Rosa Parks Day. It is on this day, 65 years ago, 65 years ago, this right here, this Tuesday, December 1st, that Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on the bus in Montgomery, Alabama. That, that sort of began and kicked off the modern day civil rights movement. Um, and, uh, uh, I was very lucky to get to meet her, uh, many, many years ago, uh, a year or two after the Montgomery bus boycott, which, um, they won, she, Dr. King and the others in Montgomery, the death threats and the harassment and everything that she had to suffer through. She and her husband decided that they wanted to move and live someplace where they could feel safe. And so they moved to Detroit. They moved to Detroit and they lived the rest of their lives in Michigan. And uh, I met her because she was the receptionist for Congressman John Conyers. And you'd walk into his office there in Detroit and there was Rosa Parks. <laughs> it's like, wow, mind explosion. Um, I've always felt this should be a national holiday to remind just the average American how one person can make a difference. One action can make a difference. And while it, it you know, she and the, the local group of uh, civil rights activists there had for some time tried to figure out how they were going to uh, put together this boycott. And they were very smart about it. And they, they got so many people around the country supporting them. And then finally, when it went all the way to the courts and the, I think the Supreme Court, yes. And boom, there you go. That was the end of that. It was also the first step of many things that had to happen and so many things that still haven't happened to this day. But what if we taught our kids in school? We taught them while they were growing up that, yes, there's an actual holiday to honor an average citizen for taking action. And they, what was her action? She broke the law. She broke the law so that we could make the law better. That takes a lot of courage. And um, I've always been grateful to her for that. Learning about her as a child and thinking about her and what she did. Finally meeting her and being able to talk to her. Such an unassuming, gentle soul. Um, but. But such a reminder, too, that there are tens of millions of people just like her. And any one of us can, on any day, decide, it's time I'm going to take a stand here. And it may cost me. I may have to spend a night in jail. I may have to spend a week in jail. I may lose my job. But, you know, great changes only occur when those individuals decide that they've had enough. So props to you, Rosa Parks. Thank you for being part of this world, what you did. Uh, thank you for the joy you gave to people that came into that congressional office in, in downtown Detroit. It's much appreciated. And, um, and to those of you who are listening, we've got a lot of work to do. And in the upcoming podcast, we're going to talk about what we need to do to get prepared for the Biden years. Um, can't do it without us. He needs us. So let's be there and do these things that we need to do to make sure 
that the progressive agenda, which is the agenda of the majority of Americans, the things that they want to have happen to make their lives better, more equitable, we've got work to do. So we'll be talking about that and uh, other things here as we roll now into the month of December. We're in our 12th month of the podcast. Still not a full year yet. And uh, um, so grateful to be able to do this and to do this with all of you. I hope all of you had a good Thanksgiving weekend this past uh, weekend um, and uh, uh, were safe and got to spend some time, even if it was online or on Skype or FaceTime or whatever with your loved ones. Um, It's so important that we be in touch with each other during this time. Thanks for letting me be in touch with you. Thanks for listening to Rumble. Uh, We'll talk uh, very soon. I'm Michael Moore. And um, best wishes to everyone. Thank you. La 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 la